By the way, I just wanted to apologize publicly to the person who's starting the Twofold Podcast. Oh no, I forgot about about that. that. Think about the repercussions of what we've done. I think I need to put that at the beginning. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Twofold Podcast. Where it is truly twofold. Uh, I was going to make that joke. I was thinking of it the entire week. The entire week. You were thinking of that joke the entire week. Yes, I wanted to talk about that joke, but uh, it didn't happen. You ruined it, which is fine. You took it from me. I was just too slow. I was too too slow. slow. You got to get in there. Got to get my head in the game. So, hey, welcome. Twofold here we are in what is going to be remembered as the best episode of the entire show. The best. There we go. We got the air horns to tell you that it's the best. Hands down, it's going to be, I think, it's going to go down in history yes. as the peak of the podcast. Absol- absolutely. This is the peak. This We, we won't go any better than no. this. Uh, it's all going to go downhill. So the reason the why episode. it's going to be the peak of the podcast <laughs> yeah. is just me and Phil. Tim is gone. He's on uh, a he's trip. Gone. He's a traverser, and he's an unfortunately unavailable. Your third friend, dead, <laughs> died, dead. He's not dead. He's alive, <laughs> uh, and he's uh, he's traveling he's because ways away. I like it. Just once, once the you know, once the uh, COVID. Yeah, um, Tim was just vroom. boom. He's gone. He's gone. done. He and his wife, his child, they're all done. They're all they're all gone. They're they're just rooming away with their car. I they got to get out of here. You know, he's just making the best of it. Yeah. You know, just as soon as possible. Which, which leaves... Is what you got to do sometimes. It just leaves us yeah, with just, you. Just, just left us in the dust. For for the best episode of 2020. If you think about it, Tim was actually doing you guys a favor. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> he's taking us out. In fact, um, for any people who listen to our podcast way back in 2013, this oh, is giving right. us Phil and Jake in conversation vibes. Oh man, that's right. So we're basically down to the same old podcast from 2013. Way, Phil, are we going to ever record the final episodes of Phil and Jake in podcast? <laughs> we should, yeah. In conversation. <laughs> Phil and Jake in it. podcast. <laughs> in podcast. <laughs> also, you know how great this episode is? This is so well planned that I didn't even bring my microphone stand and I'm literally holding this expensive Corduroy. I, mean, I wouldn't say it's like expensive, but I mean it's like it's it's a, it's it's, a, you know. it's 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 um a decently priced condenser microphone. Condenser mic. I'm just holding it. I'm holding, holding it today. It. You're holding it like those guys. Big deal. Those, Don't care. Those Sennheisers, which is yours is not a Sennheiser. Yours is a Rode. Remember they were holding those Rode mics from Rooster Teeth, the condensers. Remember? Yeah. That's how you're doing it right now. Yeah. And um, no, no, did you, you have to answer the question though. What are, are we gonna? do the final episodes yeah we're gonna have to do those we can't leave that hanging so for those of you who don't know we used to do a podcast like you said called phil and jake in conversation which is very casual loose yeah sort of no theme podcast i mean yeah. movies were kind of like the main kind of yeah kind of anyway we got to the episode 97 <laughs> and that's where it stopped and that was when was the last episode recorded 20 2019 like the beginning of 2019. Yeah, this is the, like we just used it to promote our podcast. That's right. So and in fact, we just... six yeah, episodes. Yeah, yeah, So if you like just me and Jake, I think you'll have a fun time listening to those because they're old. Fun they're podcast. fun. They're old, fun podcasts. So mm. we're bringing a vibe I that is say, our old, fun podcast. I would say that if you want to know more about each individual member oh, of the yeah. Twofold podcast, if you go deep into the records of the Phil and Jake in conversation, there's a lot of backstories and histories and conversations and the stories yeah. and those are some of my favorite episodes the story episodes they are they're, they're very fun you should yeah so that. if you want if you want to find out how like 
example, the difference between me and Tim getting our driver's license. Oh, that was a good one. You can tune into the driver's <laughs> license episode and find out. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, and Tim was a really frequent guest on our podcast, and then he used to be like he used to be like the the you know go to guest every couple of episodes, yeah. every ten episodes, but then eventually ended up being virtually a co-host. Virtually, essentially, yeah. What are that, what's that you're eating, Jacob? Mm. Pringles. There's a dead spider on your. Uh, oh man, on your. I apologize. I've been eating in the last episode and on this episode. <laughs> I don't know how many people find that annoying, but probably uh, half. Anyway, we need to put the intro in here. So Johnny isn't here either. No. So we don't have anybody to play the episode. No one's playing anything. So um, well, let me see what I can do about that. Let's see what I have. I have a guitar here. Look at that. We're recording in Jake's place, so um, and we're not doing this on the internet. Not that there was any. I didn't write the intro song, so let's see how it goes. Goes something like this. Perfect. Something like that. That's excellent. I loved it. It was better than the actual. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Can't I can't take that away, but from us. But it's interesting because remember that one time where I was gone from the podcast. Uh, which podcast? Twofold? No, twofold. 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 I was gone. Where you were? That episode with Paula, me, and Paula, Jake, and. Jake and Tim. Where we recorded The King. The King. And, and I love Romeo. that. I love it that when... See, but people don't know. Here's some behind the scenes stuff that we can do because Tim's not here and he's... I don't know what he's going to say. We can, we can uh, disobey him. We can disobey him. We, we hijacked the episode. Oops. <gasps> your, chip, your chip fell. Sad. Okay, what do you want to say? Um, in disobedience. We can, we can... Yeah, in our disobedience, we can say that Tim is the ringleader here. He is the president. If there was a mm-hmm. president of the twofold company he'd be mm-hmm. the president and ceo and he would also be general manager and um we'd just be the employees yeah i think we're the employees who like <laughs> do our duties yeah but we don't have a vision yeah yeah we I don't have tim, a vision tim is the visionary of the tim, tim is podcast. the visionary and um that's not to say anything about our uh enthusiasm for making it because we do love making it i love making it it's just that uh Tim is the visionary on, on this, so... Yeah, because it's interesting, because going back in the history, not to bore people, this is two seconds, the original podcast we did was Phil and Jake in Conversation. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Let me finish eating so it doesn't sound horrible. <laughs> and that was like an experimental thing, and we did that for quite a few years, and we were learning about it, and yeah. Tim joined, and we had a bunch of other guests and stuff like that. And I guess that was like our podcast, right, pretty much. Yeah. And we kind of went to different places, and then we had a trio... The Matrix Minute podcast. I forgot. Yeah, that always keeps getting. Uh, that was a great podcast to work on. It was a, a lot of hard work, but I think we were all sort of all of us were. Actually, no, you you were doing a lot of the research on those yeah. episodes, The Matrix Minute, right? Wouldn't you say? I would say that it's probably. I think that I was kind of like the. Maybe you were more like the person who was thinking where I should go and what should we do. It might be like that, yeah. Because I think you did the most work. I mean, in terms of like doing the research and yeah, so yeah. that we kind of I ju- cut all the clips too that's true and we kind of jumped in and we <clears throat> we were more of like the commentators personalities giving yeah. our spin on it and so then the twofold i think is now tim's but to go back no, to the topic to to go back on the topic um when you and when i was gone you guys still did an actual episode that's true we did. We did, we did our duties, and we did. A, I think it was a fun episode. We had. Oh man, similar to this though. We had <laughs> back then gin and tonics. Perfect. So today we have rum and coke. Rum and coke. So, and we're together, so we can just go like cheers. Excellent. In sync, not the band. So, um, yeah. 
So you, you want to say this is not a real episode? Is that what you're trying to say? That's what listeners? I'm trying to say. That, that, to that listener was duped into not a real episode yep. yet again? Yep. This is the best episode ever. Um. <laughs> <laughs> we are the worst hijackers. We're like, it's like those, uh, you know, those... Um, this is the best. The, we sound like those um, uh, mean people on like ratemyprofessor.com oh, or something yeah? like that. You know, we're like going behind Tim's back. No, we don't mean anything bad. But the, the truth is that we were... <laughs> Uh, busy people, and we couldn't think of anything to do for this episode, and we couldn't think of what movie to watch, and we couldn't think of what exactly would be the best. So we decided to just. Uh, and I also it. felt, yeah, I also felt like without Tim, it just doesn't feel like it's yeah. worth enough. Like if I, we're just talking about a movie, the trio, I think you yeah, know, we all have because Tim always asks the questions, you know, that makes yeah. us all like go, hmm, what can we do? Mm-hmm. And when it's just me and Phil. Especially if you picked a movie we both like. That, what that's are we going like to talk about? Yeah. Pointless. It's just me and Phil going, yeah, it's good. It's yeah. great. Why doesn't anyone like this movie? <laughs> Which is bad. Less action hero. Why doesn't anyone like it? Not interesting. Well, we could talk about that. Yeah, we, well, <laughs> man, we, could, we could talk about that. We could also um, answer some questions that we had or like some emails and we messages. Emails? We got something from the best person ever, Frank, Frank. Ireland. Um, if Jacob would be kind enough to. Oh, I, have, I can take the phone. That's my phone. But anyway, I just want to say I apologize, Tim. You know, if you're listening to this, please don't be angry at us. We love you, and we don't mean anything it's bad. My phone. Yeah, but can you unlock it so we can read? <laughs> okay. Um, we don't mean anything Actually, bad by this, but we're just, you know, you know, we're just kind of winging it here. So I hope you won't be angry at us. <laughs> oh man, this is the best. And also, Phil, does this mean that I skipped my episode, my movie pick? We can ask Tim. Tim, the boss and president, yes. Tim, please, can I still have my movie pick? Even if we did this atrocity. <laughs> this is an atrocity. I love you, everybody. P- please just let me pick the movie. Give me a second. I don't here. know what to I'm pick, though. Can you tell me, please, Tim, what to pick? I don't know. I don't know. It's moments. That's what Just it go is. to Twitter. Twitter, it's moments. I get it. I got it. I got it. I saved it on moments. There we go. Okay, so context is that uh, Frank Ireland... Long-time listener of all our podcasts, yeah. by the way. So Big shout out to Frank man. again, yet again. Um, Frank wrote in a, a very fascinating uh, response to our question of asking how your movie experience, movie-going experience Yeah, that was last like. episode, right? I believe so, or two <laughs> episodes ago. And uh, we wanted to see what you guys, how you guys watch movies in the cinema. And Frank uh, did a beautiful, you know, encyclopedic um, archival of how he sees movies um, right. on a regular basis and what are his Frank tweets so much that I can't find the freaking Just go to your notifications, my friend. <laughs> my notifications have been as long gone, my friend. L- let me give it to me. I'll go, I'm, go I'm to looking my profile, his... go to my profile and go to tweets and responses. Oh, right. There. That's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. This is the best episode ever. I love this episode so much. I think, I think that, you know, dear listener, I th- I'm pretty sure you're just thinking like, what are these guys doing? What are they doing? What kind of content are they bringing to my ears? The best content. But that, that's, that's the truth. It is the best content. Okay, so here we go. Keep talking. Yeah, While so... I'm <laughs> just staring <laughs> at you. at me. <laughs> I like that. Okay, so we have a cat behind Jake. There's a cat. His name's Paco. Mm-hmm. He's sitting he there. Here? He's getting so fat. And he's just lying oh, there. Paco, can you sing us a song, maybe? <laughs> this is the best episode. I won't bother him later. He looks peaceful. He looks very peaceful. He looks like he's meditating. Um, So, Jake, Mm -hmm. I can tell you what I've been up to. Didn't you want to read these? Oh, yeah. Sorry. (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, I don't know if we can read everything because it's a lot. I mean, you want me to read it? I, I don't mind reading it. I'm a professional reader. Okay, you read. That's what I am. I don't get paid for it, but at least you found the, the tweet. So, Frank. Frank said this. Okay. My local 35-minute drive theater is the Regal Cinema. That's the one I use. There's several in my area. I wouldn't name them off, but since this might be a podcast, I won't. <laughs> You're right, Frank. The reason why I bring this up is because they're all different. One is in a small... <laughs> one is in a mall with an RPX. Would love to know what an RPX is. I would like to as well. One is a plaza. Oh, no, this is RPX, right? It's the, it's the ultimate sight, ultimate sound, guaranteed. I guarantee it. It's the thing, I didn't even know this existed. Like where you're, you're projecting a movie on the screen at the end of the, you know, at the end of the hall, assumedly. And then there's like on the side, there is like a, something that's supposed to surround you. So it feels a little bit more epic. It's, it's like, remember, was it Tadeo that did that? Or Cinemascope that did that? Like, so here's the thing. Phil's describing like there's the main projector. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of the cinema, and then there's two additional screens on the left and the right of the main screen. Yeah, seemingly creating almost like a 180 degree field of view. Yeah, but here's the question, Phil: Where are they getting the information for for the left and right? Screens? I don't know. I don't know. Frank, can you do another tweet, <laughs> a tweet a series to, to answer that question? Yeah, the, the, he said he he believes it has this super screen that surrounds you with nothing. <laughs> That's what he said. And then he's and then he goes to the other one in, in a plaza. And uh, he says, if memory is correct, for the longest time, the seats were hard leather. Stadium seating, sitting on top of each other. I believe it was like this from 2001 to 2011. Yeah. Do you remember the stadium seating? Like, I mean, stadium seating is great. That's my favorite. I don't like when it stretches on into the distance and you're watching a movie and it's in the distance. You mean raised seats versus flat yeah, yeah, seats? Yeah. The seats at the plaza were like this. I see. Too bad no one else can see. I was going to say, no one can see what you're seeing. Wow. You were the one who taught me that you have to always describe to the yeah. listener. Well, that's what Frank told me about doing as well, yeah. Well, but you then you told me, so now you have to do that to keep doing it. I see, I see. He's looking at, at all the different theaters, and I'm just interested that... Maybe we have to summarize this. Now in 2016 is when my local theaters went to purchase a specific seat. So okay, that's interesting. Yeah, so, so Frank said... Because we were talking tweets, about the, the pre-purchases of seats. Mm-hmm. And we are saying how it's been a standard in Europe for a while, not yeah. so much in the States. And Frank says in his tweets... Yeah, now in 2016 is when my, my local theaters want to purchase a specific set. I'm trying to do this Harrison Ford. It's not going very well. Maybe you can do... Uh, okay, try it. Go ahead. I love this. Pure bliss. Pain in the ass when you show up right before the movie starts and some asshole is in your seat because you didn't show up 30 minutes early. Only during kids' movies. <laughs> but I digress. <laughs> now you guys say that you had, you always had it. From my experience, the only theater that I knew that I did this was in L.A. More of, more, more of the art house theater chain, less seats, so you kind of have to pick your seat. This was 2010. Now, theater experience... I mean, that's what we're talking about, the seat, seat picking thing. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting how in America it's like so strangely new. But it's happening, apparently. Yeah. Via anecdotal evidence. Tremendous service. <laughs> yeah, and the Plaza Regal, absolute best. So that was, that was, our, that was interesting. That's awesome. Yeah. There's the IMAX Theater. There's, a, there's the Mall Regal. Man, he, he's been everywhere. He's been everywhere around. Yeah. Yeah, I know. 
But he yeah. says that the Niagara Falls Theater okay. is the best theater experience. Interesting. It feels like a family-run small-town theater. So that's interesting. Hmm. We got free serving of the new popcorn. Woo! Hey, hey, hey. Woo, sorry, baby. Hey, Woo, mama. Hey. Wait, can I stop you? This is interesting. That's topic. so nice. The manager came in before Aquaman started and wished us a Merry Christmas. That was really nice. And that, a Happy that's New Year. Some great customer service. Tremendous. Love that theater. Okay, so price. So he goes to the matinee. So in, in the States, people in the States, this is, this is something that we're discovering because we don't live there. So... So, um, you go to the matinee because you, I'd rather be home after 5 p.m., lol. So, it's eleven ninety-five. Medium soda is five ninety-five. So, but he only, but he also uses his regal points, so he only, he only has to pay 50 cents for the, for the drink. Yeah, but Frank made, made an interesting point. For the, for the, wait, 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 for the, for the ticket and it's in free small drink. There's a regal unlimited plan that's only twenty one a month with a ten percent off at the concession. No, 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 that he he he. Said. I save money with my regal points at the concession. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Plaza, the commercial featuring Harrison Ford. <laughs> I save I save money with my regal points. <laughs> I save money with. It's like the young Harrison Ford. Yeah. It's not even the. I save money with. And you can too. You know something like that. And you can too. Uh, that's all. That's all he says. I thought that. Wait, wait. No, Phil, he, he says like something that he didn't mind the price because for him it's like a night out. That was, ah, that was for Frank okay, was saying yeah, yeah, yeah. for him it's a night out and he doesn't see, if I correct me, that's why I'm trying to look for the tweets. So oh, not, here we did, here assuming. it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, matinee, rather be home after 5 p.m. Okay, we covered that. 11.95, medium soda, 5.95. Okay. But he usually uses his regal points. Okay, and only we know, we know the regal points. Only has to pay 50 cents, free small drink, and only pay the upgrade. Right. So food is so 10 to 13. Deals. Basically a night out. I see it as a dinner and a movie. I have no problem. There you go. That's all I want to say. He right. a dinner and a movie. So that, right. that's, that's what, what it Frank is. That's what we're from. talking about. So that's, that's kind of the So I think that we... The, cinema the, experience. What we can conclude from some of those tweets from Frank is that I believe everyone sees movies in different contexts and everyone has different reasons for going to see movies. But, of course, the general population probably does go as a night out to see a movie. Right. But right. it's always a good event, like, in my opinion. Um, but then again, with us, we were we kind of casual. But I think because Frank does that, too, because he has so many different cinemas to go true. to. That is true. Um, well, listen, I wanted to say something. that We never mentioned this, which is interesting. And this is, now we can finally have some, bring some content to the listeners. Because we've been faffing about. Okay, what's the content? Listen, remember this book you borrowed from the library ages ago? I think it was possibly Leonard Maltin. Or not Leonard Maltin. No, wrong. Give me the co-host names for Mystery Science Theater 3000. Bill Murphy. No. <laughs> so there Murphy, is, his last name is Murphy. His yeah, first Kevin name Murphy. is Kevin. Kevin, Kevin so Murphy. So yes. Mystery Science Theater 3000 was comprised of originally Kevin Murphy... <sighs> Joel something. Hodgson. Yep, Joel Hodgson and Crow, I think. Was yeah, who play, he played Crow. Um, oh, he's the only one that I forget all the time. He he left, though, I think. Yeah. Mystery Science Theater. Mystery Science Theater 3000 cast. It's going to give you the new one. That's what I figured. Mystery Science 3000 cast. Come on. I found this on the web. Okay. Okay, well, Phil searches. And correct. Watch, watch me remember it before I even get to the guy's name. I don't believe it. I'll bet you money you won't. So listen, <clears throat> I, I this, didn't. It's Trace Billio. Trace Billio. Anyway, so Kevin Murphy. Kevin Murphy. You borrowed a, a book from him from the library a long That's time right. ago, and you recommended it. Right? Yes. Yeah, check it out. 
called something like Kevin Murphy Goes to the Movies or something like that. Yeah. And he did a, what was it, like a 360-day mm-hmm. journey where he tried to visit every, every movie day, theater. a different cinema yeah. in, in the United States. Yes. And he went like cross-country, kind of like a road trip slash yeah, visiting movie. every yeah. single theater. By the way, that was a fascinating book. So Kevin Murphy, let's, let's find out what it's called. Yeah, find out what it's called so people can check it out. It was fascinating for multiple reasons, but I think that uh, you really got a great insight into sort of what every movie theater kind of looks like. Obviously, it's it's dated at the time of writing. Yeah. But it was something that was very interesting because that's something that we talk about on this podcast. That's right. It like, seems like we do. the history of the podcast, we kind of always <laughs> mentioned movie theater experiences. But anyway, the reason I'm bringing this up is because there was a story in that uh, book where he, it wasn't actually only limited to the United States. He actually went outside as well. It wasn't just continental. And uh, he visited... There we go. A Year at the Movies, One Man's Film film Going Odyssey. When was it, when was it written or released, published? I'm going to be so... feel. I'm going to feel so old when I see when it was... It's probably like 2001 or something like that. 2002. Boom. I was one year off. Wow. Anyway, there was a story in the book where he went to, at the time, the smallest official theater in the world. I think it was in Australia. Oh, yeah. Possibly. Remember that story? Was it Hawaii, though? I don't know, man. (laughs) (laughs) Such a good podcast. (laughs) Vaguely remembering old things. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's been so long since I've ever even remembered this book. Because if someone knows this book, they'll know what I'm talking about. He went to this movie theater either in Hawaii, Australia, don't know, ambiguous at this point and he said it was the smallest theater in the world officially and it was literally like this theater run by some guy and there was like five people who went to that screening room in cinema so that was that's my story well okay. i mean at the the theater of small convenience was a theater in melvin Worcestershire, england england wow i was off so, wait wait yeah. no 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 this is not a movie theater sorry well, Best podcast episode. How are you not researching well? Tim's gonna kill us. I know. This is the best episode. I don't. I have no regrets. Okay. This is like the filler episode. You know, when they make TV shows, they need to make a filler episode. This is our filler episode. The bottleneck episode. Yeah, this is our bottleneck episode. Instead of us doing, let's hear a clip of old stuff. We're giving you all new stuff. <laughs> all new, fresh content. Come on, let's do some real content. So, let's talk about some stuff unrelated. I'm still looking for the smallest solar cinema. Solar-powered cinema. There's, a, there's the world's smallest theater that's the smallest, that's Why the solar panel cinema. some kind of cross-referencing, look through the Goodreads or something and see some reviews of the book. Maybe someone will mention it. What, Kevin Murphy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or okay. just put the phone down and we can talk about something else. Okay, let's, let's talk about something else. Anyway... It's called A Year at the Movies, One Man's Film-Going Odyssey. And the blurb says, um, Kevin went to the multiplexes, sure, but he didn't stop there. He found the world's smallest commercial movie theater. Another one made completely out of ice. (laughs) So he went all around the place. No, he went around the world. Okay, I was wrong. Because he got to sing sing the sound of music. (laughs) In Austria. Yeah, in London. Wow. Snuck into the Cannes Sundance Film Festival, smuggled an entire Thanksgiving dinner into a movie theater, saw hundreds of films, from the Arctic Circle to the Equator, from the sublime to the unspeakable, 
come along on a joyous global celebration of the cinema with a man on a mission to spend a year at the movies around the world. That's quite a pitch. There you go. <laughs> Tune in the Twofold Podcast. We're talking about books from 2002. <laughs> yeah. Fresh, high content. <laughs> okay, let's yeah. talk about some fresh content. Okay. So what's been happening? Uh, all right. So I've been eating more. I've been working out. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it's gonna. Maybe something's gonna happen in a couple of weeks, and I'll just wake up one day and go, "Wow, it's gonna be like Spider Man, <laughs> big change." Yeah, you wake up in the yeah, mirror, big change, and uh, there we go, day. talking about another two thousand two. <laughs> That's true, man. piece of art. Not good, not good. Um, but it, but what I've been doing, I can tell you something. Mm-hmm. I've been spending my time, usually at two in the morning, watching one of the MCU films. That's right. The Marvel Studios journey. Yeah, because I was actually planning on doing this while we were on lockdown. So what's the uh, end goal? Is just just to watch the end game? You mean? So you're just watching them for fun? The idea was. (laughs) There was an idea that I would watch them to just stave off boredom and kind of have a bunch of stepping stones. Um, oh, for the COVID for the times, COVID times. But now that we're kind of out of the COVID times for now, um, in in Croatia anyway. Thank you, um, thank you for the chip. Mm-hmm. Mm, smells really good. Um, then I just decided pff, I'll just. Uh, I mean, it's, I just kind of, like things happened. You got married. I went to see your wedding. That's true. I went to see your wedding. I didn't kill my wife. <laughs> Uh, and uh, that's true. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's been happening. Yeah, and so it interrupted the flow because I was expected to be done with this Marvel movies stuff by mid June. Hey, and I'm only at Captain America: Civil War. Uh, how many movies do you have left then? I don't know. I don't. I can't remember. Maybe like ten. Doctor Strange, Spider Homecoming, um. Black Panther, Thor, Ragnarok. It's okay. I'm just saying general. I'm just saying Infin how many. War. Like you're thinking maybe six, seven, something like that. Like, yeah, maybe. probably 10 or something like that. 10. And you watched how many so far? I don't know. We weren't really keeping track of them. Tim was here. He would probably know all of them. He would know. As Tim is gone, we lost the power of information <laughs> of specifics. We lost the power of discipline. We've lost the power of everything. So listen to my tales. Uh, Tales to astonish. We had a really strange day a couple of days ago where just everything oh, that in was a, a series happened okay. poorly. In the morning, uh, Paula forgot to... Uh, no, she was waiting for the postman. Paula, your wife. Tell us for the kids back at home. That's right, my wife. My wife, Paula, was waiting for the wedding invitations. So weird we're, hearing we're, you say my wife. I know. It, it, my it's wife. something to get used to. And so we had this small wedding now. We're going to have the big wedding in the fall. And we're, we're waiting for the invitations, right, that were printed. And she asked that if they could, you know, she received the invitations because she has to go to work. So she stayed home a few hours to wait for the invitations. Turns out she waited three hours. And at 11, she's like, well, I can't wait anymore. It's three hours I have to be at work. She Whoa. goes to work. And as soon as she walks in the door at work, the postman calls. Postman calls and says, is anyone home? I'm just a postman. So that's number one. Number two, what happened was I'm at work, typing on my computer. <laughs> Jacob's miming, typing <laughs> on the computer. I'm not typing, I'm clicking. <laughs> I'm clicking on my computer, you know, designing things and, you know, yeah. deadlines, blah, blah, blah. 
And then I get a call on my phone, and I'm thinking like, okay, I think I know what this is. The hard drive, folks. The data recovery. Oh center. yeah, did we talk about the hard drive saga? No. So I was working from home a couple of weeks ago. Again, working, doing things, and suddenly I hear. And I'm thinking to myself, after 10 minutes, I'm thinking like, this ambulance is just like <laughs> so loud from outside. And I'm thinking like, and then after 15 minutes, I'm like, oh, I think that's for me. And I lean into <laughs> the hard drive the house. and I hear this noise and I notice that my file isn't saving what I'm working on for work, Uh-oh. my sketch file. And, uh, and I was like, well, I guess that's not working. Uh-oh, so spaghetti I, I took it to a hard drive repair, not hard drive repair, but you know, data recovery yeah. place. And so Clinic. that day, after data the recovery wedding Clinic. invitation thing ha- failed, the next thing that happened was I get a call and the guy says, he's like, hi, I'm calling from the data recovery center. And he goes, uh, data recovery center sounds like rehabilitation. Yeah, the data recovery clinic. <laughs> and he says, uh, unfortunate news. He goes, your hard drive is impossible to recover the data <gasps> because it suffered physical damage to the disk. <gasps> and he says, are you okay? I'm just <laughs> feeling you're dramatizing pain. It? And he goes, uh, you, you know, no technology exists to recover damaged you know to that point of no time like, no technology that we here possess and you know it's 2020 so i wasn't surprised <laughs> honestly no, nothing is surprising right. anymore because i just went like oh well thank you for letting me know so there's no way to, to fix it he said I mean, you know, the sucks. hard drive heads decided to scratch the disc and you know i had i had photos i had my iphone photos from 2014 to 2017 so that's a good three what is that 14 15, 16, 16, three years Six. oh 2014 to 2017. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's three. Three. But, you know, I, it's nice to have photos that you took. And, I'm sorry. And I lost some other stuff in there, too. Spine and pop. I was like, well, okay, that that's fine, I guess. You know, what can you do? Nothing. Um, and then what was the third thing? And then, uh, then we got the third home. Thing. It's the same day, right? Same day. Then we got home, and uh, I felt a little earthquake, a little jiggle. Jiggle. Just to top off the day. <laughs> and I'm missing something else. But anyway, the, 2020, I just wanted to say nothing didn't is surprising. The, didn't, the, didn't the bed... That's right, the bed broke. Thank you so much. And then, <laughs> and then the bed broke. Yeah, your that bed. That same morning. You're in your wife's bed. Correct. The it, same morning. It just snapped. Did you guys fall? No, Paula was alone because I left oh, to work. Okay. And she was, you know, sleeping and the bed <laughs> broke while she was in bed. Wow. So, you know, these kinds of things are, are very... Uh, very typical of, of the year, and we're not even surprised. So, yeah. And Tim's gone. Yeah, and Tim's gone, and we can't talk about Man, these Man, he's going to hate us so much. And so then the most recent news is that we had to get a bed, and today we spent the entire day assembling the new bed, working hard. Ikea, mm-hmm. Ikea is surprisingly difficult. <laughs> yeah. A lot of work. So was that video of um, Stephen Fry struggling to... Uh, that was next level, though, Stephen Fry. He's, he wasn't even trying. <laughs> And so that's, you know, it's the good news is we have now a new bed, uh-huh. which is good. And uh, these, these are my kinds of news. Yeah. yeah. My news isn't very exciting either. Um, mm. The only thing I can say is I watched Civil War yesterday, mm. Captain America. And it's an interesting feeling when you're alone. Mm-hmm. You're watching a movie by yourself. You're not watching it with commentary. Usually when I watch a movie and I watch a movie again, 
I try to find it with commentary because it gives you a fresh spin, gives you new information, gives you people's opinions and outlooks on how they made the movie and what they thought about it, which is always fascinating to me. But if you're just sitting there watching the movie with no other interruptions, and also, yeah, sometimes I would watch a movie and I would draw something, but that doesn't help. It doesn't help. You can't focus. So I was so when I'm doing these Marvel movie watchathons. By the way, at two in the morning, drinking a big bottle of beer and eating a frozen pizza. That's what I do at two in the morning. It's, it's so fun. Perfettissimo. Perfettissimo. And so I'm watching these movies. I will talk about those later. Maybe if Tim wants to, we'll talk about it. But I have to tell you, Civil War, the Captain America three. Pretty good. I really like watching that movie. Interesting. I feel like it's just a matter of focusing on the dialogue, the story, and just the movie on its own. And in this case, it was without any biases. You know what I mean? Like, all the chips are down. You know, there's no hype for this Marvel stuff anymore. You mean all the chips? (laughs) There you go. No biases. And all I was thinking of that. is the, <laughs> is premium podcasting. Yeah, all I was thinking of is. By the way, I just want to apologize publicly to the person who's starting the twofold podcast. Oh on this no, episode. I just forgot about, about that. that. Think about the repercussions of what we've done. I think I need to put that at the beginning. Um, and I'm just listening. I'm just listening attentively to the dialogue, and I get the whole movie. I'm, everything that everyone is talking about, because you know, even when you're watching a movie for the first time in the cinema, your mind is kind of not able to keep track of everything that goes on, of all of the information. Of, and uh, there's probably some way more attentive people, but for me, it's always it's always a different experience. So this kind of experience was um, just made me just gave me some a newfound enjoyment in seeing the film and i really was in for the ride and i thought everything so worked out. it was something that stood out to you yeah i thought civil war yeah Captain america civil war there was nothing that was civil war is the one with uh, bucky and killing civil war is the one with the tony 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 versus cap yeah okay yeah and the only thing that i can say that's negative is can you guess what's the worst part of that movie yeah spider-man part I was watching the movie and I literally did not remember that Spider-Man was in it because I was in I was in. But remember last time we I was engaged. It, the last time in the we watched story. it together, remember the same yeah. thing. We were watching and we're like, Whew, "It's good." And yeah. And then, then Spider-Man comes in. And we're like, "What the crap?" Yeah. This so it's like it sticks out like a sore sore thumb. There's way better ways of introducing this character. Let's put that aside. Everything else was we'll fun. I had I enjoyed it. Honestly, like this is what the thing is. Um, mm. Well, Phil thinks Stephen of what term. Well, Phil looks up who Stephen McFeely is. Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely, uh-huh. the, the, the screenwriters, they wrote so many of these Marvel. You have to leave films. this part in. Don't edit it out. Okay, Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely, they wrote most, if not all, of the big Marvel movies. They did a really good job. Mm-hmm. They did a fantastic job with this story because it's really taking some stuff from one end and taking it to the other. And it's also kind of depressing, this movie. It is. It's, a, it's like a low point Yeah, for the team. Yeah. And uh, it's interesting, like me talking to you because you didn't see it fresh. So no, it's like a little bit but different. I remember some of it. And uh, yeah, um, I think 
what I wanted to just say is that a lot of credit does not go to to Stephen Merchant. There I go again. Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely for actually writing these stories, actually making these stories happen because everybody just says the Russo brothers and they're just directing the movie. Right, right. They're not, they had nothing to do with the... They didn't write. Yeah, with the layers of... Pen to paper. And also, even with Stephen Marcus, 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 Marcus. Stephen Fry. Stephen Fry and McFeely, well, Fontana. What? Marcus, Stephen Marcus. What? You mean Mr. McFeely from Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood? Yeah, 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 yeah. Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely, even with their writing, what they did was they took a lot of stuff from the comics, which was made by a lot of fantastic writers that were doing a really fantastic job. And the only thing that can be criticized is that Spider-Man part, sorry, Tim, it's Spider-Man part bad. Spider-Man introductions specifically is bad. But also that it's really not civil war. It's like, if you looked at the comic civil war, it's a literal like civil war. Like there's a lot of, this is like an ideological war kind of, but it's, but the problem is that you're associating the civil war comics line with this. Mm. And that's completely different because the civil war comics line is like all the characters. There's X-Men, there's everybody, everybody, all the comic characters. True. This is just like a civil squabble. Anyway, that's my civil skirmish, civil skirmish. Interesting. So that's so my, you know what's funny? It we was were fun. Ta- we were talking about. Um, thank you for the for the, the recap. <laughs> yeah, the recap, the America. Recap. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I wanted to say that uh, interesting that you mentioned one time on the podcast. Like, do you ever feel nostalgic for the old Marvel movies? You know, not old. Which but, ones? You know, the whole series. Oh yeah. And it is interesting, you know, that uh, it is a fascinating sort of realization that these movies, even though they're not very old, even when we were technically adults, when we were watching these movies, right? You do have a sense of, uh, you know, some nostalgia to them uh, because of the different, you know, times. What a great topic for this podcast. I know. Just fascinating, riveting. I'm sorry. It's just that I, I was, no, I'm no, watching no, 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 them. No, 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 I'm just saying like me, I was trying to make a point that I was trying to say that it's interesting that movies can be nostalgic even when you're a grown up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Versus just purely being nostalgic from when you're a child. Yeah, because like I, I remember us going to the cinema to yeah. watch Avengers. Avengers, that was great. I mean, that felt really fun because it was like fresh, new, and it was cool. And yeah. yeah was cool. And we had to really look and not make sure we didn't get 3D tickets. That's right. Remember the guy in front of us? He's like, this is 2D, right? And you're like, yes, good. <laughs> I remember that, yeah. <laughs> so that's interesting, I think. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because I think that, uh, I guess it's one of those things that sh- that make you realize that the older you get, the more you experience. It makes you think about, you know, when people say like, you know, people ask someone like, mm-hmm. hey, uh, you know, what was it like watching Star Wars in theaters or something like that? Right? Yeah. And then you think that it's going to be like a magical, magical... Yeah. Um, well, like our uncle, Peppo, yeah. he said he went to see Star Wars in 1978. Speaking of which... In I New ju- York. He just messaged me this second. About Star I Wars? I have to reply and tell him that I will be available after this podcast. After this podcast? You just keep talking while I reply really quick. Yeah, so people usually tend to think, like, if you've witnessed historically important culturally important films like star wars that being one of them and how you would imagine it so probably someone who is now maybe five years old i'm back and you know in 10 years he'll be 15 he probably maybe 
the Avengers will be something akin to Star Wars in that regard. I didn't mean so much like cultural significance. But oh. I meant more like <laughs> I meant more like I'm <laughs> <laughs> going. Yeah, I'm, going to... I'm hearing something about like maybe relevance. <laughs> I want to say not that. I want to just say experientially. <laughs> The thing that you like as you... Jacob, get... I love that you have popcorn socks. Yeah, no, movie it's time. Perfect. I didn't even notice. For a two-fold podcast. I'm just trying to say that it's an interesting thing where you, over time, experience, you know, cultural changes. You experience uh, the zeitgeist changes, right, in pop culture and things like that. Your experiences changes in how movies are made, how movies are consumed, all these types of things. Which then reminds me of when someone asks someone, hey, what was it like watching Star Wars? That person also experienced a change throughout history. And let's say when we're talking about movies in this specific case, I want to say that's fascinating to me because we live through that. And it's a different experience than, say, us, right? We're a specific slice or demographic who, Mm -hmm. for instance, grew up with Jurassic Park and grew up with these movies, right? Yeah. Those to us are like staples. Um, and for, so for us, let's say the Avengers and the MCU was like new gen, like for us, that yeah, was for us like, it was new gen, oh, yes. what, you know, what are people making nowadays? That's new cin- blockbuster cinema, yeah. uh, movies. And for the generation after us, mm-hmm. for them, it's, it's the Jurassic Park, you know, that kind of thing yes. is interesting to think what, about. Wait, 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 generation after us, Jurassic Park? No, 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 no not Jurassic Park. The, I'm just saying like, there are certain movies that for a person yeah. can be referential of their childhood. Yes. Doesn't be Jurassic Park. I'm just saying, like those movies well, that's what you mean, from right. the '90s, for instance, like certain. That, those are films, our movies. Right? Yeah, those are our movies. Our movies are '90s. <laughs> yeah, mid '90s, late 2000s, early 2000s. Yeah, something like that for our generation. So it's like, like what like we could name them. Like they're so easy, right? Like uh, Spider-Man, Jurassic Park, Matrix, Matrix, X-Men, right? X2. Those. I mean, like these early <laughs> comic book things. Yeah. Yeah. If we're talking about that. The Star Wars prequels. Star Wars prequels. That's also like ours by yes. via inheritance. Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Exactly. Lord of the Rings is a perfect example. That's a good one. Because that to me feels like, I remember someone talking about how it's replacing. Did you watch the thing? I watched the thing. <laughs> I watched the thing. Frank, so, so Tim, I watched Tim, the Tim, thing. Tim, we are on. we are on point at least with this follow-up on the podcast. Yes. We, this is relevant. I watched the live stream Zoom meeting with the entire most of the cast of them. And what do you think? It made me so happy. It mm-hmm. made me happy. I liked watching it. it. It was there was no much information, but what I felt like is that I learned more about the people. Right? You can see kind of what they're yeah. like, their personality wise, especially together. Yes. Because listen to this. This is something also fascinating to me in life in general. Is that there is speaking of this, right? No Tim, different vibe. Yes. Right? But the trio of us creates something different. Yes. Creates something I agree. The three of us combined is totally different than me and you talking. Yep. It's just that's the nature of things. And I wanted to say that this is why it's fascinating to me to see the Lord of the Rings crew, or specifically more cast than crew yeah. in this case. Those That group of people, especially if you read those books I talked about, yeah, yeah. you can see that those group, that group of people worked together and they found something special when all of them were present working together. Yeah. And that's what you experience in life in general, right? Like, say, if you work somewhere, you have a group of people that you get to know, and you somehow that era is uh, defined by, let's say, those people in that specific um, yeah. job you're doing. Or, or for instance, if you work totally. on a project, that people, or let's say, uh, it could be even like uh, some kind of a summer camp, you know, when you're younger. Yeah, summer like, camp. 
that's or the people at school. I, I, and it's a very fascinating concept because you can see that that's that captures a moment for them. And then, for instance, when they were talking, right? Mm-hmm. What well, I don't know what you think, but that's like they were going back and revisiting, you know, what that was like to yeah, be yeah. together again. And I think even Elijah Wood or someone said like nothing's changed. Like it's literally like they just stopped. Yeah, yeah. Filming earlier. That's a very. It's a. It's a both. I think simultaneously fascinating, also sad, kind of a. Concept. Yeah, because it's never going to happen again. Because it's never going to happen again. It's just that time. All the circumstances yeah. kind of defined how things happened at that time. And yeah. you can never go back to that. But that's what makes it also very beautiful and wonderful. Just like the Lord of the Rings cast. Yeah, just like us and Tim. Exactly. <laughs> the, the trio is the trio. You can't, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, So yeah, what did you think? But it, it was kind of like fluff, but it was okay, wasn't it? It was okay. It was, it was just like, for me, the fascinating part was always just seeing them talk to each other because yeah. when do you get to see them talk to each other again, you know? Yeah. Even in those making ofs, like, they're, they're just like interviews. Interviews. They're not really them talking to each other. So you kind of get a feeling of how it was when they were filming it. You know what's funny? Hey, I have a question for you. Do you think, do you think that... Um, Peter Jackson doesn't like Sean Astin. What do you mean? Why? I don't know. I get this weird vibe because remember um, Sean Astin, apparently, not apparently, he did write this book. Uh, did you ever hear about this book? Yeah, yeah, I heard it. Was about it was called like Sean Astin, A History or something. <laughs> it, was like, it was like an audio bi- autobiography. I remember, yeah. And apparently, not apparently, but I, at least according to the reviews on, on Amazon, Amazon yeah. like that, a lot of people said that it wasn't, like they didn't like how it was written because it sounded like very... Like there was self praise or something. Not only that, but like self pity, something like that. Like self pity, or like he should have deserved more. Honestly, I don't know. I haven't read the book. Yeah, but uh, I got this weird vibe. Like when he, maybe he was joking. Maybe Peter Jackson was He's joking. He's joking, and that's what he, I felt. Okay, maybe you're right because he was joking through the entire thing. Like pretty much all of it was Peter Jackson yeah. just joking. And he wasn't very serious. Like, cause why? Cause like when Sean Astin's thing got yes. frozen, he's like, oh, when someone gets boring, it's just, it maybe, cuts that, off. maybe that's what I was, maybe I misunderstood. Yeah, no, he's. You think maybe he's just joking? Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, it's also funny that Peter Jackson, uh, it gets you, it gives you a little insight into what he's like as like a person outside of professional yeah. life. He seems to be like a joker. Like yeah, it's great. Half the time. I, I, and I hated, I hated, I hated it because I really wish I could meet him now. Yeah. He seems like so fun to hang out with. He seems like a like a pretty down to earth guy who just happens to like making movies. Yeah, from what I can tell. Who else was there? I remember there was um, Vigo. Too bad he didn't get to talk very now, much. Vigo is so interesting because he's so different than you'd expect him to be. Because he's very different from everyone else, I think. Yeah, because he's like one of those true avant garde guys. Yeah, who's into his own stuff. I like that we're talking about this, and Tim probably would like whatever we're talking okay, about. Okay, man. It. Yeah. Should we then save the rest of this? I don't know back? if he's going to listen to this episode. I don't know either. I didn't kill my wife. <laughs> we can we can leave the second half of the explanations for the next episode. Right. But we yeah. wanted to just touch base. Yeah, because I was talking about how Star Wars, I mean, Lord of the Rings is kind of like on a magazine. It said that this is this generation's Star Wars. And there was like an Onion article, I think, back then of... Onion. The Onion. No, no, no. Back then, 2002, of Star Wars fans casting aside the Star Wars toys and putting on wizard cloaks and going to see the premiere of the Two Towers. And it's like, yeah, because George Lucas failed. You know, there's like a onion. Are we going back to 2002? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just going to say that it's like our, we talked about and it being like your generation. Talking about our generation. Okay, yeah, yeah. You know, like talking that's, about my generation. That's what I'm saying. I think the Lord of the Rings, it was kind of our generation Star Wars, even though we had the prequels too. 
No, but, well, yeah, but the prequels were weird because it was a continuation of something that was already established. True, Lord of the true. Rings was something new. Yes. I mean, obviously, apart from it being a, what's it called? Do you want to talk about the? Do you want to talk books. about that one time where we were playing Rocket League and we started having an argument? Jake, you are having an uh, argument with I think Tim. We could, but I can't, playing Rocket League about I, I can't, uh, I can't, Harry Potter and we can't bring it up though out of principle because cultural relevance Tim, in Lord of the Rings Tim is was directly involved in that, and that was pretty much a debate between me and Tim. And I think that it would only while be we were fair, playing Rocket League, while we were playing Rocket League, and I only be, it would only be fair to have Tim on the podcast. To talk about <laughs> that. It wouldn't be fair for the man to not be here to defend himself right. and his positions. But they're uh, obviously not correct. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Actually, no. I, I, we'll talk about that on the yeah, podcast. I don't have a, a super strong opinion on that subject, but we'll get to that when Tim comes yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about it. So anyway, it's just like I really can't wait to hear... I would like to hear a person who's... Who, who's the... Yeah, go on. Who, who was a child when they first saw Iron Man. And then they like grew... Like a child, like you mean seven, eight? Yeah. Something like that, like a kid, kid. To eight, nine, yeah, ten or whatever. Yeah. And then... There would be twenty when Endgame came out. That's that's fascinating. We've not do not have anything. Well, yeah, we haven't really had anything like that per se. Like one continuous no. series. Because every time, every single time movies were made, they were never. Do you know what's funny? I think the closest for us would have been like those comic book movies. Let's say like I don't know X Men. X Men before. Let's say you watch X Men one, one. two thousand, or back again. <laughs> but you watch it and you're a kid, and then. Eight years later, or no, six years later comes X-Men 3. And by that point, I think the general consensus was like, after such a long time, and they do a third or a fourth, it's like crappy, and it's already, no one cares, it's bad, right? Yes. That was our, like, experience. That's our experience in movie serials. Correct. Back then. Continuing storylines on big movies. But yeah, this is a totally different experience with the the new gen. So I wonder wonder who would be the newest gen. Let's say, like, someone born, I don't know, 20... 2008, I guess, would be... 2010. Like, what about people who are kids now watching Endgame? That's their first movie. Why would you watch Endgame as your first In the movie? cinema. Who would drag their child to watch Endgame? A lot of people. Okay, but did they see the previous movies? Let's assume they did. Because it doesn't count then. It's like, it's just one big movie. Okay, well, that... then they're starting with the next thing that's happening. What's the next What's thing? What's the next happening? thing? Um, I don't know. What happened? Um, oh. Anyway, I don't know where we're going with this topic, but... I'm trying to think of what else is there after this. <laughs> it's the Star Wars sequels. That's true. But even that is, like you said, it's a continuation of something that's not new. Yeah. There's nothing, like, what? what is there that's... Uh, I don't know. I'm an old man. I don't know either. But all I know is that it's an interesting topic uh, when it comes to sort of... Maybe there won't be a new in, uh, movie sh- series. Series? What do you mean? Like maybe those just be all riffs of old stuff? No, 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 I don't mean that. I mean like for, for like a generational big movie. I think that you can only see those things later. When you like over time you kinda of can look back and be like, what was the movie? Yeah. But we can do that with Marvel now. True. It's I been suppose. ten years and granted. <laughs> I suppose. Remember in Indiana Jones four yeah. when it came out? <laughs> I remember that. The strange times. Very strange times. Strange times. Strange times. But anyway, I wanted to I wanted to bring up a topic that I just thought about. Okay. And I wanted to explain to the world, mm. the uh, world of listening. that I have <laughs> the world of Diarrhea. 50. No. <laughs> <laughs> the that I have um Narcolepsy. no shame. Okay. 
in admitting that I like big butts. I can't lie. <laughs> big we know this film. blockbuster films. And mm -hmm. they, to me... Big blockbuster butts. <laughs> big blockbuster butts. And they, to me, uh, are my favorite because they. I feel like they incorporate everything that you can learn. It feels like the stadium, you know? Like you're practicing and you're working out on the small gyms you're doing the small so you, maybe training we, we could do parallels like stadium rock in music right okay like music performed in front of 80,000 people yeah stadium rock i guess so but it's what i mean is just that everything is being put in there mm -hmm. uh, that's what i'm saying like the rock songs are anthems and that's not for everybody even though there's a lot of people because that's what, that's what it's meant to do. It's kind of meant to appeal, but that's just a side effect of what the whole thing um, is about. You know, it's like it has drama, it has comedy, it has, it's trying mm -hmm. to do everything. I know. And I get you. to me, it feels like it's like, it's, it's hard to do, it you know, it's very difficult. Um, it uh, just process wise. Um, but to me, that's fun. Commercial films for me are what I love and that's why I talk about them a lot. So, mm -hmm. um, I know that there's other movies and they are all great movies. I've seen so many movies that aren't commercial mm -hmm. and are fantastic and wonderful, but they're not, they're not what I am particularly interested in making or living in, you know? So I just wanted to oh, no. say that I've discovered this in myself after watching a few of those films. Like a couple of months ago. And what do you mean? I thought this was always true for you. Well, I, I, just never, I just never had a way of explaining it, you know? Oh, like why? Because like I always had a twinge of... A twinge of fear for my immortal soul. A twinge of, um, like, embarrassment. Why? Because sooner or later someone's going to be like, you're talking about the same big movies everybody knows, you know? You're talking about the... Harry Potter's or the Spider-Man's or the comic book movies you're talking about all that when there's so many better movies so out there. So you're saying you realized that you uh And I felt embarrassed about why it. Yes. you like them. And I can explain why That's I good. like them. And what I like about that is that it's it doesn't important. it that it's just something that I like mm -hmm. and I understand why I like them and that doesn't mean that and that doesn't mean that there aren't any movies out there that are that are and it means that there are a lot of movies out there that are better and I can acknowledge that, but there's, they're all different and that's what makes it interest. That's what makes it good. And, um, it's just that I, I mean, it just, it just gives me some kind of closure where it's like, I understand the reasoning of why I like them. That's good. I think that's a very good thing because there's a lot of people out there. Like I said, like there's a lot of people out there who probably do like those movies, but that's because they just haven't seen any other movies. Of course. You know but what I mean? I think that, but you could probably be in the same category before when you hadn't seen so many movies. But I, I don't think there has been a time where I haven't because like we've always watched some kind of obscure film here and there hmm. throughout. That is a good point. That's true. You know, like who, who would watch all the Marx Brothers films? That's when, true. When we, were, when we were kids. We were kids and that's... Now don't, don't at me, Frank Ireland. And <laughs> just... Frank will be like, I watched all of them. Yeah, I know. Um, um, but you know what I mean? Like we've always watched some kind of like independent film, something. Cause I went to film school. I mean, like we watched everything from that 1920s film that introduced montage, uh, or, you know, like where, where cuts were involved yeah, cuts were introduced. and, um, to like Babette's feast, which seems to be like a staple thing about film 
schools for some reason. Yeah. And I've watched yeah, it like three times already. I understand for sure. Yeah. I mean, honestly, at the end of the day, here's my opinion. I think that when it comes to liking a certain kind of form, art form, it all comes down to like, of course, number one, exposure, right? Is important, like exposing yourself to all kinds of different oh. things. And that's something that I think that it should be a staple, but it is difficult as well. Because for instance, like I noticed that uh, when I was younger, let's say I listened to more music, right? When I was younger. More music yes, than now? Yeah. Oh man. Really? A ton more music. Yeah. Different kinds? Different kinds and mm. like volume wise too, like listening more often, like every day for hours or whatever. And I think the reason is because, you know, when you're younger, and this is also scientifically true, your, you know, your brain is, is getting uh, new information and everything's a novelty, right? Different kinds of music or yep. types of art or whatever are novelties. And so that's for you fresh and interesting and it gets you excited about either making music or listening to music. And over time, you know, uh, at least I noticed that it can get more difficult to expose yourself to all kinds of different music. And that's why I think it's pretty critical when you're younger to be exposed to multiple multiple types of right art or media, because then you can pick a sort of, or you can see what feels best for you. So for instance, for you, you felt like, say growing up, and you were yeah. watching different kinds of movies, but you felt like, hmm, you know, the blockbuster is something that's more yeah. for me. Where let's say, for instance, let's say like, I don't know, when you talk about music, there were certain types of sounds or bands or approaches that to me you know, yeah. were the closest. Um, but what's interesting I noticed is that, let's say, there's all kinds of different people who, for instance, let's say, like, you have entire generations uh, listening to music that was, let's say, inspired by a band that came 20 years before, and that to them is the staple, right? Yes. When you could go back and say, hey, go listen to that band they were inspired by 20 years ago mm -hmm. and listen to that. So I think for me it's all good. Because everyone is always, I think I'm a strong believer of, you know, everything's a remix. You know, that yeah. philosophy, which I think is just true, that nothing is... I do too. And I also feel like it should be something that people who want to make things need to embrace yeah. because they yeah. shouldn't feel bad about it. Exactly. And I think that at the end of the day, like, I think that that's what I said at the beginning, the more you can expose yourself to, the better, because yeah. you'll have a better understanding of what you like and what you don't like and why. But at the end of the day, it's also kind of circumstantial, you know? That's why people end up, let's say, like making indie films or being in punk bands, because that's the surrounding environment they grew up in, and that's that, that's cool. They they right. saw something like oh, I love that. Let me go do that. So mm -hmm. I think also a lot of things are also unexplainable, and I don't think anything's ideal. Yeah. It's all just circumstance and how and where you end up and what you like, how but you react to it. It's how you react to it. Yeah. So so I think that at the end of the day, it's as long as you're you know like looking for what you like in whatever you're watching or listening to, yeah. I think that... I think it's fine. It's good. Because, you know, I mean, like, I've been... I've been... I had a few friends, you know, when I was in high school and stuff where they would kind of... Not belittle me or anything, but just kind of be like, you like that? You should watch this, you know? Yeah, but but I think... let's say, That's way better, you know? See, that's a weird, like, tone of... I don't agree with the tone, but I think that, like... 
like when you get older, I think you understand more like how that can be useful for you. No, absolutely. Like I love, I love, I look every single time I watched like some obscure film, some, some kind of Italian movie that I was going to watch. You can go, you don't have to like it, but you can be like, wow, I see now the origin of this. It was never a bad decision. It was always great. It was always an interesting thing to watch. And so that's, that's, I think that's uh, important as well. Yeah. You understand the origins and and they can only be helpful. Yeah. Speaking of which, I wanted to go back to what you said about, um, Paco. About uh, being influenced by a lot of things, like movies. By the way, Paco is on the desk. He's on the desk looking he's at me a because cat. he wants to eat. Because he's an idiot. And it's his, it's his dinner time now, 10.30 p.m. Oh, okay. Soon, soon, so soon. He's, he's going to be around here forever. Yeah, well, I mean, he has to say some a few words on the he podcast will. at some when point. When he comes closer. <laughs> go, go on. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's okay. So I wanted to say that that's an interesting thing you mentioned about being influenced and things Paco, that you eat might... eat the spider. Go on. <clears throat> okay, being influenced? Yeah. Uh I just discovered some of our old movies that we haven't seen for 15 years uh, because I found my mini DV tapes uh, collection inside a trunk inside a box under the, in the Speise. What do you say? What do you, well, how do you call the Speisezimmer? Storage room. Storage room. Inside a storage room dug underneath, like just stored underneath, never knew it was there. Pantry. It was actually in the pantry. Mm. Didn't know it was there for like three years. Found all my tapes. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to start archiving some stuff. I found some old movies that were considered lost for decades almost. And so we found this movie from 2003 that we made called Men in White. Do not ask about the plot. It's just a ripoff of Men in Black, except we're wearing white t-shirts. So we were, we were silly, and we thought, what a brilliant idea. We'll just do the reverse yeah. instead of Men in Black, Men in White. Because and, why? It's just amazing. Yeah. But what I found funny watching that... I directed it, right? And I kind of told people what to do, so it was my plot. And 2003, I was 14. It was just for our family in our backyard. By the way, we're back to the early 2000s. I know, okay. But move on. what I found interesting were all the different things that influenced me from other movies that was just subliminal it wasn't even subconscious like there was this one scene where you and tim find my character uh kidnapped in the basement Mm -hmm. and then you you and you guys are annoyed that i was so my character was so um negligent and easily kidnapped right and they were afraid for for you know it's like a tough love situation they're both you you guys are both kind of like afraid like you guys are concerned but you're also annoyed mm-hmm. that you found me because it was a life and death situation because aliens kidnapped me and then i had this shot that was my pov and i was the boss character i was like the the um incompetent mm-hmm. boss epoch was here he's waiting to be fed yeah. hey hey do you want to be a do you want to have a guest uh slot and say hello to the podcast. <laughs> We're almost done. To you, but if come on, if to, if to say a few words, this is this is gonna go live on the show. Really? Yeah, this is gonna be printed. Printed. Yeah, like on the internet. Printed <laughs> on the internet. <laughs> okay, so as you can see, I'm a grandpa saying hi. To, what do you want to say to the listeners of Two Four? I don't podcast? know. What are you talking about today? All kinds of stuff. Well, um, I just wanted to say that you know. Uh, I'm not looking forward to summer. Okay. Um, it's already summer. It's it's going to be tomorrow, no? Wait, Officially 20, a summer tomorrow? Uh, 21st. So you're not looking forward to summer? No. But we did get a new bed recently. 
Just That's true. We talked about that. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> uh, would you like to I'm say... I'm looking forward to everyone, Christmas. Everyone knows you Can from... it be on the Christmas episode? Yeah, absolutely. I think those are, those are the ones that I do the best. Because everyone knows you from the special of the King episode. Remember where we drank oh, our yeah. gin and tonic. So what, oh, what do you man. want to tell the audiences? I, I, I want to apologize. For <laughs> <laughs> I want to apologize. All right. Uh, All right. I took a photo, so I'll, I'll Thank go. You. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Bye-bye. Okay. Thank you, Paula. For Thank the, you, Paula. For the... It's amazing. Guest Fantastic. Slot. I love it. So yeah, what were we talking about? Uh, so there was a shot because you guys found me. You know, it was a, it was a dire situation in the film. You found me and um, now you're here to reprimand me a little bit. And me? It, oh, and you, then, yeah, then, your characters then. are like, you're lucky we found you, Zed. Yeah. You know, <coughs> my name is Dez because the reverse of Zed, you see, it's hilarious. So good. And um, original. And th- what I f- found funny about that was it was a complete imitation of the shot in last action hero when they were interrogating danny oh yes it was exactly the same with the same feel and the same look this normal pov and i was like i just love that because i love that the more movies i watched the more i would get these ideas of how to communicate these tones and i found that to be quite cool but that's, I think I think that's something I noticed. Yeah, as well. I guess. I, but I think anyone who creates anything, I think that. But just how arbitrary it is, though. It's not like a specific conscious, you know. But that's the thing. I think that's why I'm trying to tell you. I believe everyone is influenced uh, by what they sort of, and this is something that's like you know, if Tim was here, we would argue about this. But oh, he's would not we? Here, I just want to say that's something that's like almost. <sighs> I can't say the word because I know if Tim was here Cock. again, we'd argue about it. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the, the bleep <laughs> i can't say the word i can't uh we'll say this for another day but i just wanted to say that it's something that's just sort of um you can't easily explain it per se why you like the things you like and why they resonate with you the most this is my opinion and that's why I'm trying to say what's cool about it is that all the stuff that you're talking about, the influences, the, subcon- the subconsciously influence you and your work, you don't even think about it and it's automatic, which is really yes. cool. Because for instance, like I think you, it's cool. I think it's one of the coolest things ever because you listen to stuff, you watch stuff. And guess what? When you go make your own thing, you are in a way trying to like replicate what you like about something. So you're not trying to copy somebody else, but you're trying to replicate the essence of why you like it. Yes. And that's I like really that. cool yeah. because I think that's why I think everyone who's any who's any good at anything, I think that you can see that through their work. And that's what's interesting as a viewer, you don't know the influences, right? Mm-hmm. But if you hear them talk about it, or if they noticed what they what influenced them, or if people know uh who have a broad um in Japan. Uh, memory, yeah, in Japan. We have a broad memory or let's say film reviewers will be able to connect the dots, right? Yes. A film reviewer knows a bunch of movies and mm-hmm. they'll be like, whoa, I'm seeing this and this and this and this. Or the director might be like, I had no clue. Like I just, I watched these movies. Yeah. I love them. I guess I just made something similar in my films. Mm-hmm. So that's a cool topic, I think, because I mean, that's I like it. that's very yeah. fascinating. I think that explains a lot of, a lot of what people make subconsciously. You just output. Mm-hmm. And that's what's interesting because at the end of like the day, right? It's, like it's interesting. Sorry, I wanted to no, just no, say no. like uh, we made this movie called Mission Is Possible. Mm-hmm. Another like a it's essentially Mission Impossible, but we just didn't want to use the name, and I don't know why. Yeah, well, we did a bunch of those weird, yeah, like our versions of yeah, our versions of franchise. <laughs> yeah, um, and 
in that movie, there was a certain way I wanted you to act, Jake, because you were a bad guy. You were betraying the protagonist. Right. Oh, no, you weren't the bad guy. That was in the demo. My bad. Whoop. Let's reverse that. Chandler, our friend, mm-hmm. he was the bad guy. He Shout played a double. Chandler, who also got married recently. Did he? Yeah, he got well, married like, well, well, like well. three weeks ago or something. Wow. COVID wedding as well. Hmm. Well, in this case, um, he was 13, I think, when we filmed this. Something like that. He was supposed to be a double agent, and um, he betrays you. Mm-hmm. You are the protagonist of the film, um, and your sidekick friend, played by Caleb. <laughs> and guess what? I told him to act in a way. I didn't tell him specifically, but I was look. I was thinking of uh, Ben Hur's rival uh, character, mm-hmm. and I wanted him to act like that. And it's funny because Ben Hur's rival. Wow, you mean the guy in the chariot? Yeah. Race? Look at me. Did you see the body of a broken animal? By the way, did he die in Ben Hur? Or no? I after think he the got chariot race. I haven't seen that in a long time. I think he died. I mean, he was really wounded. He couldn't do anything. He's good I as dead. I think he died there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what uh, that that that's the image <laughs> that I was thinking to get Chandler to do without telling him it was a Ben Hur thing. Wow. But it's so funny because where do you find these ideas? In something that we're talking about is Mission Impossible. That's what I'm saying. That, that's I you, love it. You watch yeah. something, you don't know why, but something about it, you like it. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to say that basically at the end of the day, what you, specifically when it comes to making something, uh, we could say art or something creative, it, it's really just an amalgam, a summation of all your experiences. Yeah. Personal and what you watched and what you like and what you listen to or what are consume and what i wanted to say is it just hold that thought don't forget is that at the you what you want to do so the moral of the story is always keep trying to watch or listen or yeah. to consume in that consume is a bad word but to intake as much as you can that's what francis for coppola was going to say right yeah yeah and it's something that's i found i find i don't know if this is just me but it's like it's somehow harder when you're older, what do you think? Is it yes, harder it is. It's harder because... Okay, good. I'm not alone. <sighs> well, I mean, it's not harder to watch it. When I, when I press the play button, you know, but within it, five minutes, but, I'm okay. But wouldn't you say that your, your filter is a little bit more, like, a little stronger, like, the older you are in the sense that you don't necessarily have, like... if you were to The wide-eyed s- yeah, like, let's impressions? Say, like, like, you don't have, like... It doesn't... You don't, you don't feel like, oh, man, like, you know, I'll put on, you know... I'll put on these three films. Scarlet just, Empress, 1941. I just, I just this is going to be great. It's going to be useful. It's like you are more susceptible to the context of how you're feeling and all these different things. And like, yeah. you know, no or yes. Before doing it, really hard, really but difficult. But then once you get into it. Okay. Once I press the play hmm, button within like five minutes, if it's good, I'm in. Interesting. I'm I'm finishing this movie, you know. Okay. So, but yeah, actually, but then again, like going back full circle to me talking about Civil War, Captain America, Civil War, Mm -hmm. Captain America, Civil War, um, Winter Soldier, Winter Soldier, uh, is when I had a better time watching it now than I ever did. Really? Because, like I said, I, I don't know, maybe something about me. As the older I am, the more susceptible to being emotional I am. I don't know. That's good. I think it's a good sign. It can't be bad. I think. I think you might feel the same. I don't know. Yes, I think I would say. Uh, I would say yes, um, but I would say it also depends on the context of sort of what I'm seeing or whatever, and how that relates maybe to me. I suppose. Yeah. 
Uh, but yes, I, I think that's a re- really good point. But I wanted to say, just I think we're going to wrap it up soon. But I just wanted to say that uh, that's something that's very interesting. You know that it explains a lot of how what people make is often determined, sort of uh, by what they were kind of consuming when they were like younger and what kind of tra- trajectory they took. But I also am a believer in that you can change you know, your route and change how you, what the things you make based on what new, you know, I guess my whole moral story is also just to stay curious. Yeah. Stay curious. Even if it's difficult work, Mm -hmm. try to stay curious and try to stay uh, open to trying new things. That seems like the only way. In the case of movies, it's like if you see some movie that you kind of were interested in or Mm -hmm. take a shot at it, watch it. Or I guess yeah, just you know, like just try something different. If something's boring you, like try something different that breaks the rules. You know, know the uh, rules, but then also break them. Yeah, that's. I think that's something that I remember I was learning a lot in design is like art one hundred and one. Now is that uh, you need to understand the fundamentals, yes, the basics. I mean, you know this in drawing, right? You need to know this in movie making. In movie making, you need to know. The, I'm just saying in drawing because I know you did a lot of practicing of yeah anatomy and these kinds of things. Uh, you need to know the basics, the fundamentals, the rules per se, sort of something that's been established that works, that functions, that everyone can relate to and that has, you know, uh, qualitative results. Um, you need to know them, but then when you know them, then you can start breaking them, you know, and then that's yeah, sort of totally so. And then when you start breaking them, that's where you can be like, man, why don't I do this? No, no one's stopping you. Just try it. Yeah. If you like it, do yeah. it. And it's weird because there's a lot of different kinds of people. Some people stick to the rules too much. Some people break the rules without even paying attention to the rules, which is also bad, right? Because <laughs> it's true. I mean, you, like you really can't. Like that's the same thing. Like you know, you can't just go ahead and do whatever the crap you want, right? Tommy Wiseau, right? That's the a work good example. Of art. Like he broke all the rules without even understanding why they're there in the first that's place. So good. <laughs> and that's why that's why you get the room. Yeah. <laughs> right? But it was but that's that's one of those rare movies. I know, but, but you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah. I know I'm, just, saying. <laughs> I'm just saying that some There's people... many for every one room there's like a hundred similar yeah. similarly bad movies that aren't fun. Yeah. So I think it's a fine line, but it's something that's basically you just the more you're willing to learn, the more you're willing to just be like humble and understand like people before you have done so many different things and have learned so much too because of the people before them and you're just another link in the chain yeah, the caveman and the cool thing is that you can learn from them but then you can also do your own thing as yep. well so that's kind of my cool yeah see that's we ended on a good right. note we did <laughs> we brought it from the beginning of talking about nothing i think we talked about some interesting things on the, yeah. on the show yeah it seems like i well, ran, we need to get we need to get Paco in here Coke. oh yeah Let's see if he can tell us a few words, and then we can... You're going to go ahead and get him? No, I'm going to take the microphone to him. Oh, yeah. See if you can ask him some questions. Paco, I'm actually mobile. Are you going to make it? Time to go mobile. Paco, come here, Paco. Get, come here. Come Just here. give him a little nudge. Hi. So he'll he'll want to say a few Aw, he likes to get petted for, for a change. How do you get him to, how do you get him to say something? Give him a little nudge here. What do you mean like just punt like what? like just like just like like the best is like just what kind do of, I do? Kind of poke his back a little bit. He'll he'll start talking talking. Yeah, come back. He's leaving. Oh, well. He had enough. <laughs> At least you heard a little bit. You just I think, I think it's funny. He just has to tap his butt a little bit. He's fine. Yeah, he just he just gets annoyed instantly. 
I think that's his second official podcast appearance. Amazing. But he's staring at me now. Yeah. <laughs> he's sulking now. Okay. Uh, any other words we wanted to say? Tim, come back. Tim, yes, come back so you can... Uh, Next you know, episode. Uh, what's it called? Uh, Whip us into shape. Rain us in. <laughs> yeah. From this chaos that is episode whatever number. I don't know. Of the one fold. The best podcast. episode. <laughs> the cursed episode. Yeah. I bet the, the ratings will go... What if the ratings are really good? <laughs> no, if you've listened this far, oh, man. please uh, send yeah. me or Jake or Tim or our Instagram but a DM, a DM or whatever, and, and just write. And you have to write this. What are, you, what are they going to write? Buggy bumpers, salty shakers. Okay. Is then that from from uh... it was something from from last action. Okay. No, 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 no. It's buggy bumper. No, it's like something, something buggy bumpers. Well, then what are they going to write now? Frank will note salty shaker buggy bumpers. Is that the what it is? For no, sure? no. Okay, but they're going to write that in the DM. Rubber baby write... bu- bu- buggy bumpers. Uh, well, no, they're going to write the salty shaker. Yes, one. exactly. Salty shaker shakers, buggy bumpers. Salty shakers bu- buggy bumpers. Write that in the DM because then we'll know you and actually we'll know, watched. And we'll, we'll send you, you know, praises, praises, emojis. <laughs> you know, we have <laughs> we, we have, a, have a great collection well, of emojis. You know, the emojis <laughs> that you click a button and they just appear, and yeah. we select one of yeah. them. Who knows which one we'll give you? Who knows which one you'll get? And so let us know because I think you know. I think you deserve some recognition if you got this far. Definitely, definitely. All right. This is like also a, holding this microphone is actually quite. Good. Really? I'm just going to have to see if the sound is the same, but... Uh, It'll probably be like this. Hey, my name is Phil. Yeah, I'm going to hey. have to see if the sound is the same, but look. I mean, I can move my... I can move, I can... Move what do you like about it? Because I can move my microphone away. Why would you want to do that? Because I'm breathing. I don't want to breathe into the microphone while I'm li- silent. Are you like, uh, let's go back in time again, are you like chocolate rain oh, yeah. guy? I, yeah. I step aside. Right. Be like, man, we're old. Not um, that old. Not that old. Not, not that, that old. Not that old. I mean, I, 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 I've been trying. I've been trying hard, you know. I've been trying hard to not be such a grandpa these days. That's I, cool, man. I Just think I'm doing um, better. I think I'm doing better. That's good. Yeah. I mean, we all kind of like Grandpa Jake, but it's true. But you know, I have to be a little bit more. Yeah. Cool. So, what does that mean? Does that mean you're actually doing some research on what the young people are doing? No. <laughs> oh. No, I just meant more like not being totally oblivious you know, oh, okay. to everything and just being like, I have no clue. But like, I'm trying to, you know, if someone tells me something and maybe I should be a little more aware. Um, you know, I think that's good. I think it's good. Always, like I said, always trying to be curious and, uh, you know, pay attention as much as you can. Sometimes you won't have to pay attention. All to right. Maybe we should have like a twofold Jackbox game. Oh, yes. Show. I don't know. That'd oh, uh, by the way, like, uh, what? I've been, what? I've been, uh, I've been streaming mm. and it's been very fun. It's been very nice. We have a little community. Streaming it's a very nice community. What? Me drawing. You drawing. Essentially, I wake up at like 1 p.m. <laughs> and then at 3 p.m. I stream for about two or three hours. Scream? What are you talking stream. about? Stream. Oh. I stream for about two or three hours doing sketches, doing like, whatever. <laughs> no, no, no. Hanging out with people who show up on the chat. Really great guys. <laughs> tremendous guys. Tremendous. They're the best guys. They are tremendous. And uh, I, it's good. yeah, it's, it's very nice. Everyone's, nice. everyone's great. Uh, what else is there? Ah, oh, yes. Perfect. No, this will be too late when it comes out. Anyway, uh, cool. What was it? I was trying to promote our new song. Uh, that oh, but it's too late. It's voting for the yeah. votes, but when this comes out, it'll be already over. 
So yeah, well, no, oh, well, okay. It's good. Pretty much it, I think. Good um, cast, good cast, good, yeah. good, good talk, good talk. Best episode of 2020. So since there's no Johnny, I guess that means that there is no outro playing. There isn't. Isn't that cool? Oh, I like we'll that. Just outro it then. Hey, you stupid cat! Come here. What are you? What are you giving me that stupid dumb look for? Is it something like this? What are you giving me that stupid dumb look for? not bad it's not bad oh, i hear it coming louder all right goodbye see you next week two weeks Uh, but yes, I, I think that's a re- really good point. But I wanted to say just to <laughs> is, uh, but that's why I, find I think it, I'm going to cut these burps out. Maybe you should. Maybe you should.